It's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. It's a very special edition of the Bob and Zip cast with Ed Kelly. Uh, we're going to have a, a really cool comedic guest here, Christopher Titus. Oh, yeah. And Ed, you're familiar with Christopher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zip? Yes, for the most part. Yes. You just read the stuff I sent you this afternoon. Right? <laughs> no, he's... he's <laughs> just Bus tell the did. Yeah. yeah, no, I did. I, okay. I, yeah, so... Uh, I'll tell I you. I prepped. I'm fully prepped. There's yes. a long story about him in that I discovered him. And, <laughs> and it's not that I discovered him. He had a television show and I found it. Right. <laughs> But you, you know, know Bob, Bob yeah. is the best at padding his resume, is he not? Zip? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, his show was called Titus. Yes. In the same vein as you know another guy named Seinfeld who had a yes. show. And uh, this Titus show, I mean, when I, when I say I found this show and I discovered him, he was amazing, just yeah. incredible. He was doing a show about having an alcoholic father, a suicidal mother, a completely dysfunctional family. And um, I felt right at home. I was going to say, what's so unusual yeah. about was that? Was he looking in your window, Bob? Yeah. Uh, I'll let him. He, he won't want to talk about the show he did 20 years ago. Of course not. Um, but when I met him um, on the air and we did interviews, uh, just immediately, uh, he became my literally my favorite comic for a while. Yeah. Um, he's edgy. He's a little bit angry. Oh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I, which I have trouble dealing with. I mean, I appreciate it in people, but I'm always a little intimidated. Yeah, I know. Um, but he is brilliant, super educated. Yeah. And, uh, if you haven't seen his specials, well, I'll, I'll do this when we introduce him and give him an intro on the show, but he'll be coming up in about a half hour. In the meantime, Yes. It's Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. It is. Do you, does anybody know how many podcasts we've done? Um, I think it's in the fifties. Is it? Not? It's in the fifties. Yeah. yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Been doing it a while. Uh, I think we started officially right around the beginning of the year. I have a question. But we did a couple of samples, and I'm not sure when we started releasing them. I'll have to look it up. We're gl we're grateful for those of you who listen, and the numbers have gone up a little. Uh huh. Possibly partly because Bob, Spike, and Joe are on hiatus. <laughs> Possibly. And, you know, I'm third best as an alternative, I guess. But yeah, people are saying can. nice things about you guys. You mean so slowly <laughs> we're unflattening the curve? We're unflattening our, our very flat <laughs> curve. Yeah. See what he did there? Yeah. <laughs> we had the chest of Callista Flockert for a curve. Oh, easy now. I like her. I like her, too. I also like Kelly Ripa, but they're in the same league, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Man. And that's uh, terrible. I've, I'm already feeling terrible. You should. I should. Yeah, shame on you. You're not woke yet, Bob. What's the matter with you? We're trying well, to get numbers to this show, damn it. The truth is I am kind of woke mm -hmm. because I never was into big breasts. No. Um, I always felt that every woman was beautiful. Oh, I, I thought maybe it was, wasn't by choice. <laughs> No. Uh, oh, it's funny you would mention that. Um, uh, well, I'm very happily married now for going on a millennium. But yes. um, when I dated, uh, really, uh, I felt anybody that would have me was very kind. <laughs> like a stray pup. Totally. Yeah. Clawing at the door. And I've know. always sort of felt for the underdog. Yeah. So not so, playing the bird, not no, even frog. I'm sorry I made that flat joke. It was really terrible. <laughs> I used to worry about uh, Callista Flockhart because I was worried that she was eating enough. <laughs> and the same thing with Kelly Ripa. I don't understand yeah. people with totally thin body types. Well, a lot of the a lot half the time it's an eating disorder, especially in this business. You know that. Yeah, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes, no, sometimes it, you know what I mean. Just ectomorphs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just you know. <sighs> I wish I, uh, you know, I wish I didn't have to struggle with what I eat. Oh, gee, I, and mostly I don't because they haven't cut me off at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's got to grow his own. He's not yeah. allowed back. <laughs> oh, food. You know, Do yeah, we all struggle with food? We all struggle with food. Oh, hell yeah. You know somebody who doesn't? Yeah. I and mean, I assume uh, <laughs> that the super thin people who don't have to think about staying thin. Yeah. I assume they can eat whatever they want. 
Or maybe they just don't have a huge appetite. A lot of the time, that's the case. Maybe they just what? go like, you know, like, oh, that's uh, French fries. Yes. And they eat two of them and they go, oh, that's all the potato my body needs. What age was it when you were growing up when all of a sudden you realized you could not eat whatever you wanted to eat and it suddenly just stuck um, on you? That's a great question. I want to say 24, 25. Is that, was that there. it for you? Oh, it's man. That was somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. I think when I was in high school, I was a bottomless pit. <laughs> and I didn't. You're talking about the neck up or the neck down? Well, for drugs and food. Uh, yeah, okay. But I, so I, and I don't recall. It's funny. I used to think I was fat. And yeah. then when I look at back at pictures. You were svelte. Totally svelte. Yeah. And I think the first time I kind of noticed it was in my uh, young 30s. Mm -hmm. And it was right around the time that I was trying to get sober, too. And uh -huh. I actually, because here's the thing. I don't remember ever stepping on a scale hmm. as a young person. Ever. Because you didn't have to. You, well, or you yeah, were you so, really didn't. You did. Well, so full of yourself that you assumed you were fantastic. Is that it, too? <laughs> Well, don't you remember the President's Council on Youth Phys uh, Physical yeah, what Fitness? A, yes. What a roost that was. Yeah, and, they, yeah, and I think still to this day, at my height, 6'2", I should be like 185, and <laughs> which is crazy. Is it crazy? Like, yeah. yeah. You know, for I, me. I, I know my me? BMI now. What is your body mass index? Uh, my BMI should be, and I'm six. Almost one. Uh -huh. <laughs> I used to be six one. I know, me too. And then I went in and they were like, no, you're six foot now. I'm like, what? <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Anyway, it should be, it's like 187 or 186. Yeah. And you I got that it? half an inch, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm yeah. splitting hairs, but, uh, and I'm close. I'm at 198 this morning. 98. It's wow. ten within ten pounds. It's one ninety eight wow. rock with Bob Rivers. I need one rock. And and what's funny is I've been there and I've maintained it for several years. Good for you. And then I think, yeah, I got heroin figured out now. I can go back to <laughs> a little bit of heroin. By the way, uh, heroin is movie popcorn. Just yeah. So I don't want to call it, say movie popcorn because it'll make me want some. So I just call oh, it yeah. heroin. Isn't that addictive? Shouldn't they regulate that? The FDA should have rules for popcorn like that. Uh, now you're, what you're was gonna... the, butter, the butter substitute they put on that stuff? I don't know, but it theater. tastes great. What, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> might just be WD-40 with some It could be color. for all we know. Oh, it's so evil. But, I mean, you know, so the thing is, should the government uh, take care of us? I don't think so. Yeah. I think you're, up, you're responsible for yourself. I think the government could pay for education. To teach us that we're responsible for ourselves when we're that younger and nice. full of ourselves. Dude, didn't nice. didn't uh, Bloomberg outlaw big gulps or something? Didn't yes. Yeah, he tried to. Uh, was it, what was it, a sin no, tax on, on jumbo sodas? He was successful at that, was he not? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's still a thing hmm. in New York. I thought that was overstep overreaching, but, you know. I could find out quickly. We have uh, access Google. to all the world's knowledge. Yes, ask the world. New York... IT guy says soda tax or go on Facebook and just ask all your friends. No, don't ask Facebook. Google it. The soda tax is similar. Uh, and in addition to a sales tax on sugar sweetened beverages. Okay. So they jack the prices of revenue generator. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, they did a study to assess soda drinking since the tax went into effect and its results are consistent with research from Mexico Hold on, now it's going to make me open the whole article. And their their soda is sweeter than ours. They put more high high fructose corn syrup in there. Is that right? And they're yeah, and their sodas than we do. Uh, now a new study out of Berkeley adds to the evidence that the intuition was right. Uh -huh. um, Berkeley residents studied who after this tax. This is Berkeley is that California? I guess it's California. Uh, they were replacing sugar sweetened beverages with something healthier. Healthier. Uh, the study is the first to assess, uh, assess soda drinking since the tax went into effect. Its results are consistent with research from Mexico, which passed a nationwide soda tax hmm. in 2014. Well, it's killing them. 
Wow. Mm. It's killing people. They should pass a drug dealer tax. Maybe that would make less <laughs> drug dealers in the country. <laughs> and go back and impose it, to, yeah. impose it after the fact on Huggy Bear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's interesting is that sugary drink sales fell by 17% amongst the poorest households. Yeah. Rich people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drank all the coke they wanted. Don't care. Well, they have and snorted it. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> they have they have health club memberships. You know the gold the gold variety, yeah. gold gym. Uh, so it reduced consumption in disadvantaged communities. Now, isn't that a tax on being poor? Mm. I mean, if you're yeah, you poor, know, it's it's almost like a health smart tax almost. Yeah, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're poor, mm-hmm. and it sucks being poor. I I know I'm poor. But one of the oh, are you poor? I'm the working poor. Yeah. I kind of always I'm felt you were pretty well off. And I, compared to a lot of people, I probably am. But. Yeah. But how far do you have to go? Do you have to train the big big Earth telescope on Bangladesh to feel well off? Or do you no, 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 just no, train no. it on other parts of Detroit? Other, other parts, yeah. yeah. I'm blessed, actually. Anyway, if you're poor, this is what I was getting to. Maybe soda and Cheetos and Milk Duds are some of the only joy you can afford. Hmm. And maybe, just maybe if you're poor, longevity is not that important to you. Hmm. Wow. So much for living hope you never die in despair. (laughs) Aren't you that happy cloud of doom for this show? (laughs) Before you guys jump on me. Yeah. I mean, I've known people who've said like smokers especially yeah and you say well that's gonna kill you and they're they're like yeah i'm not gonna live that long anyway and i enjoy it too much to give it up right yeah didn't you see a bunch of teenagers not wearing masks saying we're gonna party anyhow it yeah, kills me they so had COVID part. anyway what i'm saying is is that the government's job to keep you healthy isn't it just their job to to educate you for the public good and then well, let you live your life? As it turns out, Bob, it's their job to take money from lobbyists to uh, back off the regulations and allow them to put 13, not 13 tablespoons, but 15 tablespoons of sugar in every liter of Coke. Right. Yeah. Oh, I heard that sugar is on nutrition labels now. Is that right? Yeah. They, why no, 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 it never, well, I'm sorry. The uh, adult yeah. minimum daily requirement of sugar has actually been listed. Which is almost nothing. The new food labels. Here it is. Uh, 12 years of uh, nutrition labels get a makeover. Uh, this was 12 days ago. I read this. I couldn't believe it. Because the sugar mm-hmm. lobby always kept sugar oh, off. Yeah. yeah. And what I read. Uh, yes. A distinction between total sugars and added sugars. Let's see what else. Oh, this is. Uh, yeah. This is August 21st. Anyway, it, it basically said that one can of Diet Coke, or not Diet Coke, one can Coke. of sugar Coke yeah. is your sugar for the day. <laughs> that's it. And that, but that's, that's the natural sugar, though, Bob, because it's high fructose corn syrup. It comes from corn. Yes. Yeah. So it's not cane sugar. It's not, you know, a refined sugar. Well, cane sugar it? doesn't come from canes. Where does cane sugar come from? It comes, it comes from, from sugar cane, doesn't it? It comes from a plant, yes. right? Yeah, sugar right. cane. Sure. sure. Oh, it does come from canes. Yeah. Sure. But it's it, it's also refined. I'm good at this stuff, by the way. Everyone says <laughs> yeah. I'm good at this stuff. Yeah. You keep telling yourself that, Pally. By the way, <laughs> calories from fat are no longer listed on the new label. Oh, that's not good. And you know, no, you know why? Why? That was all bogus. The sugar well, you, people wanted to blame everything on fat and salt. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that butter is good for you. And unless you have a problem with sodium, right. it's fine. That's true, unless you have high blood pressure. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it, this was, they were all trying to blame each other, the different kinds of food. And I don't know mm. where sugar lost out on this. Uh, they didn't pony up for the election. What do you think? Maybe. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. This was a quick story. I remember going, wow, they're going to put the daily value of sugar on the label. Because I'd read for years that the sugar lobby fought that. Yeah. They would tell you how many grams, but yeah. like a Not gram doesn't sound like a lot of anything. No, it really right? doesn't, unless it's Coke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're bringing your food. How much am I getting? 30 grams. <laughs> Bring me more. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, 
anyway, that's big, that's big food news. I, um, Lisa and I went to a restaurant today. Uh, it's the second time we've been to a restaurant since Outdoors COVID. or indoors? Outdoors, of course. Okay, good. Uh, she wore a mask to go in and use the restroom uh-huh. because she's not comfortable peeing at a restaurant the same as I am. <laughs> Oh, that's or, or anywhere shattering else for that matter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we get to this restaurant. It's a new uh, grill. It's called the 110 Grill. They have one in Worcester. Yep. Yep. And Ooh. I guess it's a big chain. And I, and I had their, um, one of their steaks. It was, it was really good. Uh, just before COVID-19, when we when Zip and I were doing the home show at Worcester. What, so What cut? I, I'm curious. Yeah. What, what cut? Um, yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, sirloin. New York. Uh, name steaks. New York Strip, Sirloin, Porterhouse. No. No. Um, uh, it's got a, a round center. It's not the... It's a oh, primer, a ribeye. Not prime ribeye. rib. What is it? Ribeye. A rib something or other. Ribeye, yeah. A ribeye. Yes, that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not very good. That's the best tasting steak in my view. Yeah. Do you like it too? I love. Well, I don't eat meat anymore, but when I did and when I cooked. That's oh, that's right. right. You're a vegetarian. You're a yeah. vegetarian. Anyway, yeah. so we went there to eat. Uh, yes, I hit like the back of a building to pee before we got there. She went in the <laughs> ladies' room. Jesus! <laughs> wow, you decorated no the wall, cameras. huh? <laughs> I'm like, that's it's good. A, it's a pandemic, and you know when they talk about particles floating in the air yeah and and by the way last week after we finished our show the story came out that uh one of the ways they're testing for covid19 now is um through sewage yeah saw that right yes are you kidding me what does that mean no uh well at a college they actually checked the sewage uh from various dorms Oh uh, I've got the story right here. The University of Arizona and uh, one of the uh, dorms, a whole bunch of COVID-19 was in the poop. So, so they went back and tested and then contact traced back. Right. right? And they found yeah. th- uh, 311 people who lived and worked there found two asymptomatic students who tested positive and they were quickly quarantined. Hey, Bill, give me that sample bottle, would you? <laughs> It's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your feces are? Uh, it's not something. <laughs> and and this is good, by the way. Wouldn't it be cool if every house had, you know, a device on its toilet that was hooked to the modern-day equivalent of a tricorder? Oh, boy. Bluetoothed with your phone. <laughs> I, I just bought two tricorders this week, incidentally. Yeah, tricorder is a Star Trek thing. You get it, I right? Did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I man. It. I got two of them. I got the one with the optional uh, little bullet that goes on the front that you can hold over your forehead to take your right. temperature. Right. Yeah. So, so, wait a minute. So, you're at a business lunch and your phone goes off. It's a notification to tell you that somebody took a whiz at your it's, home toilet and tested positive. Possibly. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're getting to We're getting to the point where you'll know. And I mean, you, you heard of Elon Musk's thing. He wants to implant a chip the in chip. your brain. Yeah. Well, that's next. That yeah. didn't, that's got to be coming. Will you at do birth, it? At birth, I'm sure. You know. Musk is the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did a he did some kind of a recent. Um, I think it was maybe even today. Yeah, he showed off a working brain brain implant actually two days ago. Oh he calls God. it the Neuralink. What's it for? Uh, well, uh, uh, <laughs> watching your browser history. I, <laughs> everything <laughs> spying on you yeah. yeah we would like access to your brain what's the for oh nothing serious we just want to know what kind of music you like it's all about gathering metadata i heard him uh talking about this on an interview with joe rogan some months mm-hmm. ago great um, show by the way. it's a computer chip connected to exceptionally slender wires that have electrodes on them embedded in your brain by a surgical robot Oh, Jesus. Uh, what does he call it? He has a name for it. Oh, dear. We're all going to Paris. Oh, help me. Dr. Smith, careful with that scalpel. It's all right, Dr. Smith. You are a paranoid schizophrenic. It's called Neuralink. There it is. Okay. Oh, boy. It had uh, to have a cool name that you can say on the ads at night. 
Well, that's the name of the company. Um, you know, they may call them. With Neuralink, Other you'll things. never have another headache again. Neuralink. Ask oh, your doctor about Neuralink. I like the name. It's encouraging. Yeah. Feels consoling. Uh, he thinks it'll cure quadriplegics. Really? Or allow oh. them to use their smartphone just by thinking. Okay. Um, he thinks it'll end up making us telepathic. All right. So this is tr transmitting elect electron waves or whatever. In, in, in other words, brain stimulating analysis. your brain with this thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All now, right. they've already tested one, an early uh, version of this, in rats. Uh, and Musk says it let a, a monkey control a computer with his brain. Wow. Human trials could start by the end of next year. I'll never have another job. <laughs> <laughs> We're already going down that road as it yeah. is. We're close already. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, if man. a monkey can do it, I'm out of work. Are you an Elon Musk fan or a detractor? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I can't say that I know his track record well enough to weigh in. He's got an edgy side to him. Oh, I know he does. He gets he gets irate pretty easily, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of an asshole. He is a bit of an asshole. I guess he should that. be president. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all the qualifications. <laughs> now, hang on. Don't be stealing the comics lines. No. <laughs> oh, uh, Neuralink's promise of a brain-connected device looks as nondescript as a hearing aid. The kind of thing you could hide with hair or a hat. Yeah, like Mitch McConnell's face. <laughs> it could be a boon to people with all kinds of illnesses. Wouldn't that be good? Hmm. Would you Would you want something like that? Oh hell yeah! If I've got migraines, I've never had a migraine in my life. But if hmm. I had them, and I'd known people that have, I I wouldn't even. I'd put a gun to my head if I did, they didn't have that. Yeah. Regaining the use of your limbs, holy oh, right. mackerel! Which I'm still trying to do. <laughs> I had to stop jogging when I was 30 right. for crying out loud. Uh, wow. Uh, and, and this one's going to be wireless. Like Bluetooth. Mm. Oh, wow. That's, that's should actually We should actually have a Bluetooth that you could put in your mouth as bling as the transmitter. <laughs> like Jordy LaForge on his... Can you put this eyes. stuff on the back burner and, and get the COVID thing knocked off first? Yeah. You know what? He, Zip's got a point. Let's prioritize here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Operation Warp Speed on the coronavirus. I, I'm starting to feel, uh, what's the right word? Um, I'm optimistic for the vaccine, but I don't think it's till next spring. No, I, I think it's next year. I've well, got, that is I said, next yeah, year, by next, the way. At least next year, but, yeah. you know. I, you think I probably longer, not, not until late into next year. The, you can't rush science. Farmers don't cram for the exam. They have to go by yeah. the seasons. You know, you can't, you can't make science subscribe to a political agenda. It just doesn't happen like that. Yeah, I think it's always happened. I think that's what big pharma is all about. Oh, we know what they're about, yeah. profit. In fact, I... I you know me, I'm a contrarian, so I have to mm -hmm. find a way to disagree with you, right? Don Quixote, of course you do. I think everybody follows the money. Um, it's just that <sighs> those of us that are powerless blame the big people. Yeah. Uh, Is there uh, like a Forbes top 50 big pharma soulless shit bag CEO? <laughs> <laughs> soulless shit bag, Inc. We're the, pharma, we're the pharmaceutical cup giant that tells the truth. <laughs> Because, no, you always hear that. They, big pharma, yeah. they're I'm, faceless, mm. you know. We know this prescription is only $0.08 cents in Canada, but we're getting eighty six fifty a day out of you. <laughs> and we like it that way, and so do our wives. Trophies, all of them. Wiktionary <laughs> defines shitbag. <laughs> I just love it when Zip uses a word like that. Yes. A worthless wow. or despicable person. See Deplorable. <laughs> deplorable. By the way, if, no, but if Hillary Clinton had said shitbag instead of deplorable, do you You'd think she would have been president? Oh, it might have. It might have turned the tables. Yeah, yeah. It's a more relatable term. I swear, the people who are deplorable would never use that in a sentence. <laughs> and, a co a and had to be told used what to call them the great unwashed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's a nice thing to tell your list to call yeah. your listeners that are paying oh, your salary. Oh, oh man, I don't know. Right. Well, okay. Uh, 
we're getting some eviction protections. I'm reading in the news, Thank which I think is good. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, yeah. If you evict people, uh, they stop buying stuff. Yeah, and you don't Not want that bad. to happen till December. I'm on a notice that, that gives me, um, you know, similar properties for sale in my neighborhood, and I, I just opened it just out of curiosity recently, and I, the number of uh, foreclosures was just heartbreaking. Mm. Wow. I mean, heartbreaking. Yeah. It's like it's uh, a big re redistribution of wealth, I guess. Uh, the White House says this order will apply, and it's the CDC who's pushing for it, which is odd to me. The Center for Disease Control, shouldn't they be, like, uh, figuring out how the disease spreads, I'm just saying? I think they're, I think they're shackled right now. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's Americans who qualify for direct payments under the CARES Act, uh, and they have to earn less than $99,000 a year. So... If you make more than that, they would love to throw you out of your home. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a big paper McMansion anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because some rich guy will get a great deal. <laughs> yeah. And buy your he'll foreclosed pick, home. He'll pick it up on for dimes on the dollar. Yeah. Man. Helping um, out your friends. And federally backed mortgages are the ones that they're also protecting with this moratorium so that, you know. Oh, is it FCIC properties only? Yeah, or? the Fed doesn't yeah. look bad. It falls short, say Democrats. When have Democrats ever said, I love that? <laughs> they don't. They don't. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the teams are just so disparate now. And it almost seems like NPR and CNN and, and the left, is, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Hmm. You know, they used to kind of sugarcoat it a little bit or kind of bury it a little bit. Yeah, where did all of that uh, pretend getting along stuff go? I, I just think that the, the camps have gotten so, you know, seriously entrenched. It's almost they're shooting out of foxholes. Right. <laughs> all right, before our comic uh, arrives, let's check, in, let's check in with you two guys uh -huh. and see what's going on. Uh, Zip, what's your life like this week? Well, I, you know, actually I've been pretty busy. Uh, things have been picking up in the advertising world, at least from my my vantage point. What Not kinds good. of businesses are? Uh, oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say the car businesses come roaring back, but uh, no, just you know, I don't want to say mom and pops either. It, it sort of just depends. Right. You know, on depends the, uh, are selling well. Depends <laughs> should be selling well. Because <laughs> you look at the stock market and you have a yeah. shit average. Right. Well, that's it, good. I I am marveling at the stock market. It appears to be in its on its own planet. It's bulletproof yeah. thing. Yeah. Is, so. Ed Kelly in Detroit. Well, I, I jumped on LinkedIn, to LinkedIn today, and um, I do imaging for a station in Green Bay. And I see that the former GM, his job is now an efficiency expert, basically, for corporations to teach them how to cut expenses. And he's trying to friend, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm thinking, uh-oh, his old station has hired him. They're going to bring him on board. They're seeing that I'm, you know, every six months auto-renew on my contract. They're going to they're going to find out if I can either take less money, or they're going to pile six other stations on me or something like that. That sounds. And right. so I I, yeah. I I accepted it, expecting the worst. And all he wanted was a new voice for a client. <laughs> oh. so, ah, yeah, always thinking the worst. So Corona anxiety. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because you you know everybody's cutting where they can. Oh. Was he officially retitled uh, efficiency expert? No, I just, that's what I call them. Okay. I'd rather, rather than the pricks in the ivory towers, that's so unflattering. <laughs> okay. oh, With man. the pencils to put through the lines of people they don't know. A couple of uh, kicker stories for you. Mm -hmm. Nudists in the news. Yeah, again. <laughs> a naturist, 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 how do you naturist, say it? Yes, naturist. naturist. Uh, a couple in the UK is seeking a mover and driver to assist them in their move. The person must be available mid-September, will be paid $2,600 for their services. And How much? $2,600. Good Lord. And must perform the job in their birthday suit. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, be careful setting things on a table is all yeah. I can say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hope they're is, circumcised. This is on a moving website called Shift. I think it's, by the way, this sounds, this is suspicious yeah it's probably con concocted is that what you're thinking no well, pun intended. I, you know oh, it's the website shift 
a company yeah. that uh, helps you with delivery, removals, <laughs> transport, any way you want. Fake news run by Adam Shift. Yeah. yeah. Do they allow you to put a truss on if you got to move a refrigerator? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that uh, most nudists with I your know, knees. and I've yes. known nudists, by the yes. way. Our yes. uh, show did a, a thing called Nude Stock for a number of years yes. at what was called a nudist colony, and they... Did not like that term. It's not a colony. Naturist. It's a naturist, naturist park. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, nudists are very, very, I don't want to say anti-sex, but they actually, you know, gawking is bad form. Mm -hmm. Hiring someone to be nude. Now, that's called a stripper. <laughs> well, for some people, it's called a girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a strange one. Uh, a pilot landing at LAX reports a guy on a jetpack flying near his plane. Wow. <laughs> the Jetsons in the news. A pilot landing an American Airlines jet at Los Angeles International Airport made a bizarre report on Sunday night. He called air traffic control to report a man wearing a. Wow. A jetpack flying near his plane. Good Lord. The jet was flying at 3,000 feet at the time of the encounter. What? The tower then warned other approaching flights to be on the look, lookout for a man with a jetpack. Wow. Okay. It was Richard Branson, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the Bob and Zip cast with Ed Kelly. And yes... Our special guest has arrived. I want to play you just a little clip of him, if that's okay. Are we ready? Sure. Yeah. This right. is all queued up, and I hope this works. <laughs> Actually, we're going to hear this whooshy sound effect. Actor-comedian Christopher Titus. I've been a fan of his for, gosh, 20 years. Uh, this is a clip from his special Amerageddon, which came out in 2018, you know, when you thought things couldn't get any worse. Let me tell you the problem with America right now. It's the same problem throughout history. The problem with America right now is they, they who run things. You know, all they want is money, all they want is power. They all have small penises, even Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> She's swinging something. <laughs> like, they're the ones who start the wars. They're the ones who crash the economy. Did you crash the economy, sir? No, what do you do for a living? Uh, maintenance. Maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> kind of vague. Sounds kind of drug dealery right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Christopher Titus, I don't know. I first discovered him. I think I discovered him when he had a television show uh, back in 2000. It was a massively awesome show. It was all about his dysfunctional family, which, by the way, if you, if you ever get to watch it, that's a severe understatement. Hmm. His work ethic is intimidating. He's done at least eight 90-minute comedy specials uh, that I've seen. He's got a podcast with his wife, Bombshell Ray, and um, he's been doing that since 2011. You know, when podcasting was nothing. <laughs> yeah, when people laughed at you when you said you had one. Yeah. Yeah. He's also been a really uh, wonderful guy uh, and a mentor to my son, Andrew, for almost 10 years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bob and Zip cast, Christopher Titus. Hi, Chris. Yeah. It is so good to be here, guys. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Everything yes. good? We, yeah, we right. got you. We got you. It's uh, good. Man, this is it's so good. Yeah, I, I'm working on my ninth special, Carry Monsters, and I started writing my tenth, which is called Madman. Oh, uh, my. It's with the space between Madman, but I just thought it was such a good title because after what's been going on in the country, oh, I've got to spew this. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I started with uh, Amerigeddon, and, um, and I looked at it. It was like 2018. It was the newest one I could find. So is there a newer one than that? No, that, uh, we did Carrying Monsters at the – I started a, a live broadcasting studio for COVID, uh, to, and so we, we did a version of it. But I, I still have Carrying Monsters to do. I'm next one. Carrying Monsters – and it's weird. I've been off for like five months. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> that's, that's a thing in a pandemic. If Because you go around and tour with this show, and it's always, of course, amazing to all of us in the audience that you can go up there for 90 minutes and be in complete control. It's like a yeah. symphony orchestra, only you're the conductor and the orchestra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and in my head, uh, uh, the guy who's screaming at the band, Would you, you guys suck, let's go get better than this. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the manager off stage screaming. I, 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 get, I love stand-up more than anything, and it's so weird uh, to not be doing it, you know? It's, yeah. it's almost like uh, it's an identity thing. So what we did was we, I, I had been running a soundstage for a while. We filmed my movie, Special Unit, by the way, which you can see on Amazon. <laughs> and I started putting on live shows. So many comics don't have a, a thing. I got three cameras, we have a switcher, and 
we do uh, live stream nice. shows, and we've been doing pretty well with it, man. We we actually just filmed an episode of Titus that we put up last week. Wow. Okay, so I saw a recent podcast, which you're doing, and by the way, we, we've discussed, me and Zip and Ed, the idea of pictures of us, and well, most people vote against it, but yeah. <laughs> we don't have his hair. You got to moisturize. You just got to moisturize. moisturize. <laughs> but I mean, you're you're doing and your podcast beautifully produced. It's you and your wife, and then there's some question about who the third person is uh, because it has varied. Is Willie Jello Johnson in the description? But I think it's a different guy in the podcast. Oh, we haven't changed it. Willie Jello Johnson was a character I did for a while. We, I, I'm, I've kind of, I, I used to, I voted Republican in my life, and in the last eh, twelve years, uh, I kind of did a lot of research, found out, you know, the economic problems of it, and I kind of changed a little bit. I'm, I'm better. So Willie Jello Johnson <laughs> would actually get involved in. Uh, issues that had to do uh, with the black community, and, and here I'll get do a quick version of them. Okay. Yo, man, really, really do what he got to do, man. But let me tell you something, man. Whitey got to back off. That's all Whitey got to do. Just back off. Mm. So, <laughs> I would do that character, and then uh, I also have a lot of uh, uh, African American friends, and one of them uh, I heard through the grapevine was like, "Is he still doing that racist character?" Oh. And I didn't realize <laughs> oh, man. that. Yeah. So I was like, so I sh- so what I did during one episode of the show. Uh, it's called it the death of Willie. I, I basically, I basically did this to the audience. Just so you know, Willie Jello Johnson worked so well for so long. People would show up to my shows and mm-hmm. ask my wife to be like, "Is Willie here?" Is <laughs> Willie? I'm, no, I'm talking women were shaking. Yeah. So oh, yeah. in the middle of the show, I'm like, no, "Let me just tell you something about Willie Jello Johnson." Willie Jello Johnson was a made up thing that Christopher Titus did for a long, and the <laughs> and the people. Some guy just wrote. It up is down, down is up, the world is over. Like was, <laughs> and I, and I, I kept it going for three years. So oh my God. Will, wow. Willie's always there. Willie's yeah. always there, man. Well, we... Um we have a racist character on our show too, <laughs> um, uh, but he, he's Rush Limbaugh. Rush, could you say hi to Christopher Titus? I'm not saying anything to Christopher Titus because I've seen the podcast, and frankly, the Commander in Chief is offended by his very existence. For God's sake! Oh, uh, let me talk to Rush for a minute. Yo, man. Yes, hey. Black Man, Lane Three. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, I need some opioids. So whatever you got, whatever you smuggled in from Mexico, bro, that's, I need just hook me up. Uh-huh, that's fine. You can bring that up, but as long as you do it fast, because if the pace are going, you're going to waste the whole hour. <laughs> Please, Yo, just a, a little more articulate. Spit them out. Are, are you choking on M&M's? <laughs> How do you know? I thought I would have that. I didn't. Can we get a pop filter in here that works for God's sake? I've got a golden microphone. It's got chocolate on it. For God's sake. All right. So, and Very that nice. is why when you take a guy who for years was the one of the best in radio and you give him a podcast, it sounds like you're not listening to a podcast. Very nice, yeah. gentlemen. That was awesome. Yeah. Oh, Christopher, <laughs> you gave me the setup, you know, a racist <laughs> character. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, let's but, get back to you. This is your time. I, so here's now, what he did. You know how big of a fan I am of you and grateful for your uh, helping with my son. You do know that, right? Yeah, your kid though. He's the only you know. I've told many many comics have asked me, Titus, how have you put out like so? Carrying monsters will be my ninth, and we filmed. I shot my company shot the last five of them, and they would say, "How do you do it so?" So I'd sit down with comics that wanted to listen, and I'd go, "All right, here's what you do," and not a single one listened to me until until Andrew and Andrew took it on. Like I said, get a get a car that'll drive three hundred thousand miles, and I go everywhere, do everything. I, and I told him stories like I would stand one time I had a private gig and it was for this big high tech company, but it was a picnic, and I thought they were going to set up like a concert venue. I stood on a picnic table, in the amongst people. And just spun around like it was theater in the round, except I was on a picnic table. And it was the weird, and they paid me way too much money, and it was the dumbest thing I'd ever done. And I, I, but I told him, I said, you do everything you can. And Andrew is the only guy that took it on. And I think that has to do with you, too, because I guess, you know, you, you, Going through your filter in show business, he, he probably was like, well, you know, Dad, what do you think? It sounds like he knows what he's doing. Oh, and I also put him up on stage. And I, I put him up on stage when he wasn't even ready. I know. Remember that? That's yes, right. Yeah, he's told and that he story did great. <laughs> yeah. He did great. Well, if for five minutes. And, and what's funny is then you had him open for you at some theaters. Yep. And, and by the way, he, he has this weird thing. And I think maybe all comics must have this. He's nervous, but not. 
Does that make yes. any sense? Hundred percent. Okay. Yes, you go on stage. There is a. I always so co- being a stand-up comedian is a mental illness. You, you it is literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm not telling. you. Here's what you have to be as a stand-up comedian, because I, I radio you have a, you have a little bit of a, a buffer between you and the audience. You know, even television, there's cameras, editing, all this stuff. But as stand-up comedian. Go, he has to believe this. He has to get in his brain that I am the most charismatic person in this room. I am the most uh, interesting person in this room. I am the funniest person in this room. And these people don't know me. And then you have to establish that within a minute. Mm. So yeah. that's insane. That is serial killer level delusion right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so, and and I've broken it down to a couple guys like that, <laughs> comics, and they looked at me like, "Wow, I didn't never thought of it like that." And I go, "Yeah, you." You have to. I go. Do you understand what you think of yourself? That you can walk out on the stage and become the the everybody's best friend in under a minute. I go. That's insane. And yet they keep doing it. So that you that, that Andrew pulls it off is pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and I also think you got to be a little nuts, man. Like we like I said with the thing we just did an episode of Titus. Now Titus came out. We did twenty years ago. We were in the twentieth anniversary. Wait a minute. This is an episode of the TV show that I still have the lunchbox for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to see and, it. <laughs> thank, thank you for having the lunchbox. That's it's still awesome. on so, my. It's still. I mean, they're sturdy. <laughs> it was made out of right. real steel before the cheap stuff. That's yeah, so man. Fun. So yeah. W- w- that was one of the promo things, man. If you really have that toolbox, then let me know. I do. Um, so here's so here's what happened. So we, uh, I figured, well, we're in the middle of COVID. Uh, Fox, it's 20, 20th television got sold to Disney, so then no one knows what they have. So I started putting the episodes on my YouTube channel and <laughs> in order, and everybody started watching them. Well, people, we had so much like this weird like resurgence of people that I said, and, and we, we needed something to do in the studio. So I said, what if I wrote a script? And I called Stacy Keach, and uh, Keach was like, uh, sure, wow. sure, yeah, I'd love to do it. And I called Zach and, and David Chatraw and Cynthia Watros, and they said, sure. And uh, we, you know, how do we make money in COVID? We're actors and comedians. I wrote a script. We shot an episode. It ended up being almost two episodes. And Keach, I, I, I wish I could show you. It, it'll be out later. We have already put it out for the live stream. We're not, and people had to pay for it, so I'm not going to put it out again. But Stacy Keach's wife calls me. She said, he's not doing it. There's, he's 80. He's not doing it. COVID, I'm not, I'm not getting him killed. And, so I think it's over. And then Zach Ward goes to me. He goes, he goes, what if you remember Zach, Zach's the weirdliest, dumbest, and smartest guy at the same time I've ever yeah. known. He goes, you see that movie Prometheus where they had that guy on the on the like the screen on, on the other guy? And I'm like, what? So I wrote an episode where basically I get out of because the last episode of Titus, I was in a mental hospital. I get out of the mental hospital, but my brother's been using the wrong paleo pagan calendar, so he's been using the Wiccan calendar instead of the uh, <laughs> instead of the neo Norse calendar. So Brilliant. he they they don't pick me up. So I show up at home and no one's there to pick me up and uh and and i go where's dad and they go well you went down south and then so we called dad on the ipad and dad's like i'm right where are you and he goes i'm in a mexican whorehouse I was, I, was trying, I was trying to get rid of bad Ken before you got home. And so, so Stacy is on the, and, and he's got this, he, we, I wrote this, he's got this uh, security app, that, that uh, the stun gun security app. So every time Zach made him mad and we special effect these, it's so, Zach is so good that we, we shocked Zach and he, it was, it's so funny. And then, so Zach finally gets mad, he disappears, comes back and he's got Stacy on this rig that our the prop person made that's next to his head. And Stacy Keach, when he, we, we had the show with, with Stacy. We used to call him the Cutter because Stacy would just wait, and then we would write him jokes, and he would just drop the biggest bomb in the world. Like, there's a point where so the whole point of the show was that Tommy and Aaron got together while I was in the mental hospital. They they fell in love mm-hmm. in the last month, and so that I just thought that would that rattle people. Mm-hmm. And and at one point, Shatra goes looks at me. He goes, Titus, um, you know, I was I was I, I was trying to help you, and Keach just out of the blue off the iPad goes, looks like you were helping yourself. And, and, <laughs> but and and he's so funny and there's wow. another joke where I, I go why tommy and, I, and she goes well well he can forward fold his clothes in perfect squares and i go really how is he with sock balls and then keach out of the no i don't know just goes i caught that once in reno so <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes yeah. so, that's quick so, so and then we had the whole cast together so if you go so I, I started a company called combustion live that we're doing all these live shows during covid 
We social distance the audience. They can drink. And, and so if you go to CombustionLive.com, we're doing Ron Funches on Saturday. And, and and comics have been great. We have like 20 people in the audience. We mic them so it sounds like a show. And it's mm. three cameras. It's a full-on produced show because you know, I know people like you who do it right. So that's so I try, I'm trying to do it right. Well, uh, uh, hey, uh, I'm intimidated by how hard you work. And plus, I mean, I, I listened to a podcast today. It wasn't the most recent one. It was awesome because uh, I was curious. I hadn't heard it in a little while. And... You are, uh, let's, what's the best way to put this? You don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. he doesn't salt his words. No, I mean, I was curious, like, is he going for it politically? And yes, you are. And then I had this thought while I was getting ready to talk to you today. I read, uh, I read something about your, char- your father's character played by Stacey Keach. Right. Ken Papatitis, and it said he was a <laughs> lewd, bigoted, heavy-smoking, drinking, womanizing, multiple divorced father. And I thought, Trump checks almost all of those boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. My, yeah. my dad didn't hurt anybody else, though. He just hurt himself. Like, oh, he just yeah. really destroyed himself. And uh, and my dad, and my dad had this weird. He was this. He was this. I always called him half a racist. Like we went, I remember when Colin Powell was was thinking about the presidency, and yes. Dad just looked at me and he goes, "I'd vote for that guy in a second. Really? I go, I go, Dad, he's black because my dad was like that. And I go, <laughs> and he goes, I know. He goes, but I think no matter what he decided, even if I didn't agree with him, he was doing it for the right reasons for the country. Right. Wow. And Ooh, so he, yeah. he had this weird, he was also a guy that if he saw three white guys beating up a black guy, he'd jump right in and start beating up white guys. He, he had this weird, he would, but he would do racist jokes all the time. And I'm like, dad, you okay. can't do that. I don't mean this. Yeah, but that's really not the point. And then I'm doing, <laughs> yo, man, your, your dad was so racist. And I just realized I'm, I'm my father. I just realized that doing yeah. Willie, um, wow. but anyways, he, he was cool. And he and, and Stacy, I'll tell you a story. Him and Stacy Keach. So Keach, Keach got the role, and he was doing it. And we had such weird people getting the role. We had like the six million dollar man, uh, who's the guy who played a six million Lee Major. Lee Major. Lee Majors came yeah. in, and Lee Majors was great in the audition. But then he took out this list. He goes, "Let me tell you why I'm right for this." And he reads off all his arrests, all his rehab stays. Ooh. Ooh. And, and and when he walked out of the room, my my executive producers with me, they, they go, uh, "We want a guy that can act this, not be this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did, did, did I read that Steve Carell auditioned for something too? Steve Carell, Tom, uh, David Shatra beat out Steve Carell for the wow. role of Tommy, and, and Shatra said during the during the um, the roundtable discussion, he's going, he, "Whatever happened to that guy? I just took his <laughs> yeah. career from." Um, but but uh, so Dad, so Stacy was doing my dad. And we're about to film the pilot, mm. and we had to do a big rewrite on Cynthia's character because the network didn't like her, and we thought we realized as writers it wasn't it wasn't her. She's an awesome actor. It was us. So we changed her character, and it made all the difference. Um, we go in, and state, and, and Stacy and my dad. My dad's gonna watch us film the pilot at Fox, and my, and they disappear, dude, for like four hours. Now, if you know my dad and you know Stacy Keach, that's not good. That's not a good situation. <laughs> and they came back four hours later, lit. They're both lit, and Stacy just looks at me and he goes. <clears throat> I got it. <laughs> and from that wow. day on, yeah, so all the episodes, if you want to see Titus, all the episodes are on uh, Christopher Titus TV on YouTube. You can go watch them. And then we're probably going to wait, you know, a while. I, I'm, I'm going to wait for, for Fox to sue me, I think, and then we'll drop the last one. <laughs> well, let me just say this. I know it's 20 years old, and you're probably, you know, not getting a lot for it. But, folks, if you found Seinfeld to be too kind <laughs> to be- <laughs> kind of boring and not edgy enough. <laughs> this was my show, uh, Titus. It was really amazing. And then to get to meet you uh, years later. It's also nice to hear that your dad had the soft side to him, too, because uh, I think that's where the comedy comes from. Right? Yeah, you had that. We, the writers would have this problem. I, I've been writing comedy for so long that I, you know, I realize that you, you kind of start to get – and Andrew has this now, too, where he understands – that you, that there the jokes can't be too mean. You nope. can be edgy, but you can't just be mean. And the writers would come in and they would pitch something. They go, "All right," because we did those flashbacks. They go, "All right, uh, Ken sets the kids on fire," and I I would I would just kind of go, oh, "Why?" Because it's funny, and I go, "No, it's not. It's abusive." I go, "Why is he setting them on fire?" And and I had to explain him. I go, "Go guys, if the ki- if he catches the kids playing with matches and a gas can, 
that's one thing. And then he sets him on fire and then puts him out quickly. That's funny. If, if, he, if <laughs> yes. he just if he just sets them on fire, he's just an abusive yeah. father. He didn't teach him anything. And so that took about three episodes to yeah. get where everybody had to come up for a reason for mm-hmm. child abuse. And then once we got that, it was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, 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 and that's that's where the that's where the laughter is. It's beautiful. So, um, looking at a little bit of Amerigeddon, which was done in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, you say you say a bunch of things that just uh, sort of warm my heart about uh, how you communicate. You you do you break down that third wall sometimes, or is it the fourth wall? I can't fourth remember. wall, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, um, yeah, some, yeah. But you said you had to learn stuff to be able to do this. You actually have to know facts, and <laughs> and my favorite uh, phrase from that particular rant was you know abraham lincoln did the declaration of codependence which was awesome (laughs) 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 my favorite joke of that thing is uh is um uh oh my god uh we we didn't want uh, we didn't we, we didn't want a vagina in the White House, so we voted for the other side of the taint. That, <laughs> that, oh, 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 that, oh, that's brilliant. And, I'm stealing that. Yeah. And, oh. What was really funny about that show, man, is that you're, you're right. And you, like I always, I, I, since I wrote Norman Rockwell's Bleeding and every show I've done, when I wrote Neverlution, I wrote the, I, I did a bit in, in my second show called uh, Pedophile Crucifixions because that was going on really big. Hmm, and yeah. where we basically, an, a good Irish priest nails a pedophile to a cross in front uh, at Sunday services and then he starts asking the children to come up and get even like I said a little edgy yes yeah, uh, yeah so wow. but it was fun but then again as long you can that's fine there's a difference between edgy and mean like you have to be on the yeah. right side of the issue and you can go right. as far as you right. want right. so um so what was I doing in that show I was I where did this story go before I started talking about me more uh where was this story going I was talking about something uh mm. uh about Nevolution. Damn it. I was like, I, I, the last one. I just think you get, I think, and, and Andrew's getting there too. It take, take, takes you a while. You be funny. You're funny first and then you start to say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And I found a way to say what I want to say. It, look, man, everybody's done a joke about masturbation. All these comics have done farting stuff, pooping. You ever notice when air, how airplanes suck? Yeah. So I always liked <laughs> guys like Bill Hicks and I always liked, uh, you know, Carlin. Like, Car- like that, that yeah. bit in, uh, there's a bit in uh, Amerigeddon called We They Them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and which was so it's because I love Carlin and Robin Williams and uh, I, I used to be a big Cosby fan and, until he got yeah. rapey. I guess he was always rapey. We just didn't <laughs> I was never rapey. That was the rumor. <laughs> that's well, that sounds like Cosby Rush Limbaugh. What was that? You can do a black person and so can I. I, was, I need some more prison pops. <laughs> <laughs> you try that was drunk that was roofied Cosby that sounded a little roofied Cosby Cos- Cosby you accidentally took here, one of those pills yeah. yeah exactly I, I guess I drunk the wrong drink sorry <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah. So anyway, so so we're doing these live shows. Check them out. Uh, Ray and I are doing a. Uh, Rachel and I are doing her some new specials coming out. We're going to release that here. We'd we'd shot on um, uh, on February second. We shot her first special, five kind of shoot with my company, and and now it's like there's no one has anything. So that's going out this next week. And if mm-hmm. Showtime or someone picks it up, you can see it there. If not, you'll be able to see it at Combustion Live. We're going to do it as a live stream. So you and you and uh, Rachel have not sat around just binging Netflix. Like Lisa and I are down to the cartoons <laughs> and the foreign dubbed films. No, no, we want to eat. We did a really smart thing in January. You know, I, I'd gotten to that bad divorce and, uh, um, and for 13 years and it was over kind of, and you know, my, I saw one, you know, one child that's not of age, but he's 16. So, so my ex backed off. And so we decided to buy a house in January, you know, cause I had all this workbook that was going to be awesome. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, so, uh, so my career, you said that I'm a hard worker. It's all fear and desperation. my friend. <laughs> That's all it is. It has never been anything, but, Oh my God, I'm going to die. And, and so, <laughs> That's that's how I work, and uh, and I think it helps a lot, man. I think I think that's why I sent uh, your son out on the road like that because I knew he'd be uh, frightened and desperate. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can I tell you a quick Andrew story? Because I know he'll yeah. hear this. Yeah. So um, early on, um, maybe the first four or five years, you would let Andrew. I mean, I'm sure he was helping you. He was opening at some some yeah. theaters and stuff, and he would. I mean, you know this. 
like you're his dad, like you're his comedy, <laughs> comedy dad, stepdad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and by the way, he even tried to look like you. I mean, <laughs> he didn't have to try very hard, dude. It's no. pretty freaky. It's true. It's pretty. Well, it's. it's I, I, we we actually tweet back and yeah. forth as father and son. It's a lot. scary. <laughs> it's, it's, anyway. Um, like I used to tell him, yeah, you're doing good. But as parents, we would go see him really often. So the first time I would hear a joke, I'd be like, oh, I would laugh out loud. I'm like, I can't believe my son's doing this. And then the second time I would go, I would look at the other people and I would go, it's working. It's very good. And like the fifth time I would hear the joke, I would say, you need to write more material. <laughs> Dad, you've yeah. seen me five shows in a row. What yeah. are you doing? That's I know, horrible. I but anyway, what, what happened once is he went and did a show for you. And he killed. But he said after the show, you said, yeah, you killed, but it's kind of the same stuff I heard last time. You got new stuff. And, <laughs> I did the same thing to him. I can't believe yeah, it. Wow. And yeah. what was funny is because you said it, remember, I'm dad. Right. <laughs> I, I have this problem with my daughter right now, by the way. Oh, yes. Same thing. Yeah. Would you like me to talk to her? <laughs> yeah, I would. You know why? Because you were in radio. You were in radio, and she's a, she's an incredible songwriter. This kid, I oh. so she started writing. So I found a, a journal. I, I was on her nightstand when, when I, she was like a 12, 11 or twelve, and I had all these lyrics. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "Oh, the, uh, Dad, I want to sing." And I wrote all these songs, and I was reading these songs, and I'm like, "Well, first of all, I've damaged you a lot because these lyrics are pretty deep. Good job. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you turned the pain of my, I mean, me, me raising you into something. Uh, that's what I did." with my dad so um i uh, i got her into guitar and she started playing we started recording songs she's like 15 and she's 18 now there's a song she did she did a cover her, her manager told her to do a cover you can look it up uh her name's kenny k and i uh the, she did that song a uh, build me up buttercup but she did it as a ballad great song. oh and great song I, yeah, yeah. Tr listen to it as a ballad Go, it's kenny uh, kenny titus bill or kenny carden build me up buttercup and she did it as a ballad and i never heard the lyrics that's the darkest song Oh, yeah. It's such a dark song, and she and she blew through like half a million. I think she might be at six hundred thousand views now, and wow. for her that's a big deal. But I'm like, all right, listen, kid. And but her other songs that she's writing, she's releasing one coming up. I said, I, I know how good she is, and I'm like, you have to. I go, let's drop an album. She came with this album idea, virus. Mm. She's like, Dad, shut up, Dad. I got, I'll get it. And my wife said to me, she goes, uh, she's nineteen now, and you're her dad. You need to <laughs> shut right. up. Yeah. And she's not going to tell you that, but I, I, and I go, no, but she get you're, you're her dad and she's 19. And she, my, my Rachel just kept saying it to me till I was so frustrated. So you can't tell them she's going to have to find somebody that I'm going to have to bribe to give them my advice. Like I, like you did with, <laughs> with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Andrew, if you're listening right now, your dad paid me a lot of money <laughs> did, to get you to not be a loser. I, I want actually you to know almost that. bought a special tonight just to keep going. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You're making a good politician there, Bob. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. This is McConnell. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, by the way, man. that was so cool. Uh, we have Mitch McConnell uh, with us today. Mitch, do you oh, want to say he, hi to Chris? Is he there? Yeah. I would yeah, love so, to yeah. talk to Mitch. Uh, well, I heard you making fun of me on your podcast, so. Uh, no, I wasn't making fun of you too much. I just wanted to know what, what, like that scrote throat thing you'd have. Um, how did you grow that? Was it implanted? How did you get that thing, man? Well, I was. My parents never circumcised me. <laughs> and as so you know, you know. It, it, some things like your nose continue to grow. With it. So, so you grew extra nexticles. <laughs> They're actually attached to the earlobes and. Uh, <laughs> keep them up so, the neck. so you're currently using the COVID mask as a cup. <laughs> well, that's that's just cruel. That. That just cruel. How could you be cruel like that, Chris? Oh, man. That's hilarious. Damn, you have him. That's great. But he's a, that's a weird dude. That guy. We, we can get rid of that Whew. guy too. That guy can go. Uh, that guy can go. Thirty six years. It's great. All right, Christopher so, Titus. Like Christopher. Asian chicks, though. Uh, Christopher, don't that's miss right. him. I mean, if you have missed him up at this point, he's amazing. Check out every comedy special. You can watch uh, the show Titus on YouTube. 
and we put up four because of COVID and everybody's kind of sucking for money right now. Uh, I put four of my specials up for free. Usually you have to go get them or buy the DVD, but there's four specials up for free and we rotate a, a new one in every week and one out. So you can see all my specials. Just go to Christopher Titus TV, subscribe. We do the podcast. We do keep you up on the news. And we do, did you see, did you see some of the, did you watch the YouTube channel? Did you see what we do like with the videos and stuff? Um, well, I watched a podcast for, and a video for the first time. I mostly just listened to them when I'm, you know, did you see the opening we do a thing called the armageddon update where yes 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 me, oh me screaming that, that is screaming it is um it, it's some of the most <laughs> intelligent um edgy uh, no holds barred political humor but it's not all oh, yeah. political it's just no but when it is take you off your maga hat <laughs> i've had a lot of people get mad at me about this and they've said you sure. know titus man you used to be real funny and so have you political i go and i go no i did a fifth annual end of the world tour i did Neverlution. i did a, a marigeddon uh, i've done i've done so much political stuff or social relevant stuff like carlin did um but this time this feels different this doesn't feel this is not that guy's a goofball and there's there were no WMDs. This guy's like tearing down the fabric of our country and and here's my opinion about it. Mm. I I would not be able to do I would not be successful without having the rules we have in America. Without the freedom of speech, without right. all this stuff that we have, I can't be successful. So I love this country a lot more than a roofer does. Just to be honest, sure, you can sell your meth at the site, but that's not the same <laughs> as what I do. Oh, <laughs> always on the right side of history. <laughs> Christopher Titus. Christopher, let's do this again, you know, in another year or so or yeah less. yeah yeah when you yeah, have something I, to promote we, we're honored to have you thank you very next much Absolutely. Story. can i tell you something man yes uh i did i did radio i've done podcast you are all every you and your crew always the best professional funny you laugh when you're supposed to you're you're smart thank you guys so much yeah our pleasure our pleasure we'll talk to you later guys christopher titus ladies and gentlemen great stuff a true pro yeah yeah mm. oh <laughs> Who are these people? Like <laughs> <laughs> he's not a Seinfeld. <laughs> and it's so funny because compared to Seinfeld, I was like, no, this show is really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I, I admire uh, Seinfeld. Don't get me wrong; he's a monster. Yeah. yeah. But Titus was so edgy, and there's backstory about you know, uh, and I want to get into it too much because you know, I want to talk to him about today. Although he sure. posted those. Right. And, you know, being edgy and being on a major network always was oh, a challenge. That's a tightrope, yeah. dude. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, classic. I will send him a picture of the toolbox. It's so funny. <laughs> and, 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 by the way, as much of a fan as I am, yeah. the reason we still have the toolbox is it's the perfect size for all my wife's tools. <laughs> and she's got yours in that box. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. I have to say thank you to Christopher for all his help with my son, Andrew. So here's his daughter, Kenny, off of YouTube. And uh, you can find it. Just look for Build Me Up Buttercup by Kenny.
Show sounds fine. I see you beating up on liberals using half your mind. So what's the real reason that you're in rehab? I want to get my job back and slam McNabb. Well, bless his soul, no control, former jelly donut eater. Dope, stashing Clinton, bashing, flying Oxycontin eater. Fired color commentator, what a sight to see. After 30 short days, well, what do you know? He pops back up on his radio show. He was preaching away to the ditto heads while his mate faced the music because he sang to the feds. I am not a victim in this. I, criminals like this should be put in jail off the streets. They're the worst kind of offenders. I blame Hillary Clinton. She's the reason for all this. I should have stuck with tequila. <laughs> <laughs> 